Welcome to another edition of A Talk to the Experts. My name is David Curtin, and uh, once again, we're going to be talking about the best ways for you to be making that farm operation more efficient and a whole lot more profitable. And that's, of course, through the good folks at AgriCity. Uh, Tyler Gullen is on the line uh, with me right now. Hi, Tyler. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. And yourself, David? I'm good. Good. Uh, Tyler, of course, is the agronomy manager for AgriCity Crop and Nutrition. But tell us, you know, exactly what your job is. Yeah, you bet. So I oversee the technical training and support for AgriCity sales staff as well as our farmer customers. So uh, my role is mostly answering questions about how our products work, how to use them properly, and, you know, the value they can bring to farms. So, uh, you know, in addition, AgriCity has a, a written and published product performance guarantee, uh, which is, you know, posted in our product guide on our website where we do stand behind our product quality and field performance. So part of my job is to kind of oversee that guarantee and to work with our customers in the tiny percentage of cases that uh, we see a performance issue to get the problem sorted out. And uh, this time of year, spend a lot of time uh, working with our customers and, and answering questions on uh, you know, the best products to use on their farm. Well, we've talked a lot about uh, the different aspects of the farming operation. We've talked a lot about the different kinds of weeds in different areas of, uh, of the province and uh, the prairies. Today, we're going to talk, though, about foliar fertilizers. So to start off, Tyler, what can you tell us about foliar fertilizers and, and their benefits? Yeah, so traditionally, uh, you know, I think a lot of the fertilizers we've used in agriculture have been soil applied, either at seeding or in the fall to you know, prepare the soil for seeding. So you know, there's definitely a good reason for this, as plants have evolved to, to use the soil as a nutrient storage bank. So uh, you know, usually this is the only source of the nutrients in nature, so that's kind of where they've, they take it from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that generally works well, but there are some downsides to it, too. So, you know, first off, nutrients in the soil may not always be available for plants. So, you know, one example being phosphorus, where it's not mobile in the soil. So if it ends up in the wrong spot in the field at seeding, then the plant may not be able to access it, uh, especially early in the season where it's really important for that plant emergence and root development. Um, you know, alternatively, nitrogen does move in the soil, so nitrogen added to the soil in the spring can be lost either to the air or, uh, you know, leach in the soil and might actually not be available uh, at the appropriate levels when the plant needs it later in the year. Um, so, you know, besides that, there can also really be great variability in the location and concentration of nutrients, you know, especially some of the, the micronutrients kind of across the soil throughout the field. Um, so not all plants in that field will have the optimum amounts of those nutrients. So really the big difference with the foliar fertilizers is that you're really able to provide the plant with the nutrition the, the nutrition and the nutrients it needs in the season when the plant really needs them and at the growing point of the plant where it needs them. So it uh, really also allows for that consistent coverage across the field to correct any variability that might be there. Okay, that brings a very obvious question then, Tyler. Why have farmers then relied on the soil-applied fertilizers instead of the foliar fertilizers? Yeah, so there are a couple of reasons. So, you know, first of all, for the, the bulk of the macronutrients like nitrogen, you know, the amounts of the plant need for optimum yield are very large. So, you know, some will definitely still need to be placed in the soil and, and just supplemented with that foliar application. Application. Uh, and secondly, you know, a lot of the, the foliar fertilizer products that have come out over the years um, weren't actually able to make it into the plant to be used by the plants. So, um, you know, plants generally haven't evolved ways to take up nutrients through the foliage as there'd really be no need for it in, in nature as they generally don't fall from the sky. So, uh, you know, therefore, it really isn't enough just to, to spray those nutrients, you know, put them in a jug, spray them across the fields, and hope they get into the plant. It really does take work to get into that plant. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of the new products that have come out really rely on either the plant stomata, you know, those holes on the, on the leaf surface to get in, 
but that's really a small percentage of the leaf surface and uh, are often you know, located on the bottom of the leaves where a foliar application can't get the product into the plant. So this really made them ineffective. But uh, what AgriCity has done now is partnered with a really innovative fertilizer company that's developed technology to allow those nutrients to rapidly get into the plant through the leaves. Uh, so really that allows for a lot greater uptake of these nutrients right at the growing point of that plant to make sure the nutrients are, are present where they're needed in that growing plant. So with that then, what types of fertilizers are there? Yeah, there's quite a few different uh, types. So, you know, kind of my, my personal favorite is uh, something that AgriCity has called 12 nutrients. So, you know, as expected, <laughs> it contains 12 micronutrients and macronutrients uh, combined that, uh, you know, plants do really need for that optimum growth and production. And it's balanced, you know, really to their needs on the prairies here. So um, it has this technology I mentioned earlier that, you know, research has shown to get into the plants faster and at a higher level than those traditional chelated or non-chelated foliars that you hear a lot about. Um, so it really has good levels of, you know, the nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, and sulfur with the plant, you know, certainly needs. But really, you know, plant yield is determined by the most limiting nutrients. So as important as those macros are, they're really wasted if the plant doesn't have access to sufficient micronutrients as well to utilize them. Uh, so, you know, that's the classic Liebig's barrel uh, analogy from all the first-year ag classes where, you know, each nutrient is a, a stave on a barrel, and uh, the barrel can only hold as much water as the, that shortest board allows. So, um you know, what's really nice about this 12 nutrients product is it contains another eight micronutrients such as copper, zinc, and boron that really makes it kind of a catch-all to correct any deficiencies in the field, whether it's, you know, across the whole field or just pockets due to variability in the soil. So, um, you know, these micros have varying levels of mobility in the plant, so uh, it's really nice to get them on the foliar application where they're available for those actively growing tissues that uh, and, you know, don't really need to be transported up the plant to try and, you know, get to where the plant needs them. Um, so the 12 nutrients product is usually sprayed on at a herbicide timing. Um, you know, gives the crop a nice little boost from that nitrogen and phosphorus in it. Um, and actually a really nice shot of phosphorus as well. And, and, you know, plants need that phosphorus for energy production and, and especially, you know, early in season, the cold weather that, uh, you know, we get in the spring here. So, um, you know, as that phosphorus isn't mobile in the soil, sometimes the plants have trouble finding it, uh, finding enough of it in the soil early on when they don't yet have kind of some good roots to them yet. So by applying this as a foliar, plants don't need to search for it, can utilize it right away. Um, and, you know, it works really well in all our major crops here in Western Canada. It's just a really good option if, you know, someone's unsure of what nutrients are deficient in that field and, and just want something across multiple fields that, uh, you know, don't seem to yield as well as some of the other others. This is a perfect time to be talking about this uh, as well. I'm talking with Tyler Gullen, the agronomy manager for AgriCity Crop and Nutrition. So, so Tyler, if someone, what if someone, let's say, knows that they have a specific nutrient deficiencies? Are, are there some that are more common in Western Canada? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think specific micronutrient deficiencies in general are pretty rare in Western Canada. We've got some good soils here, but there are some that do show up too. So, one that tends to show up a lot over, especially north of the Yellowhead Highway, is copper deficiency. Uh, and this is usually seen, you know, shows up in cereals as they're the most sensitive crop we have to it. So um, a lot of the time, you'll know, see it show up as kind of browning at the, the tips of the, the cereal leaves, um, where you know, the last half of the leaf dies and, you know, sometimes curls up. So a lot of the time it's referred to as pigtailing that you see out in the field. Um, looks pretty similar to what you can see after a windstorm, so you have to be a bit careful about that. But uh, it does kind of show up there. 
as well as the other time you see it tends to be you know when you're in that combine and you're combining along and you see kind of a gray looking patch it looks a bit like smut in that field um but you know since the the copper deficiency is is kind of in these patches due to the soil variability uh you know it tends to show up in these patches throughout the field and where you really notice it is if you're watching the yield monitor on the combine once you hit one of these patches it'll just drop right down as there's no grain in these heads so so yeah, if you've ever seen um, you know some of these patches in the in the field in the past and seen that hit in your yield monitor, there's a chance that, that field might have a copper deficiency. So AgriCity has a product called Intellitrace Copper that will really help out those fields. So it's you know again very well formulated and chelated to effectively enter the plant, maximize the uptake through the leaves, um, and it's a nu- nutrient where the foliar application really makes sense as the the copper tends to be really variable across the field and the soils, so at uh, really low levels. So the foliar app will allow you to evenly get that across to all plants in the fields and, and help take care of them all. Um, and you know, often you really only see this, um, you know, these patches when you're combining. It's impacting your yield. So if you know some of those fields had issues in the past, you know, it's great to be proactive, get copper onto your plants this year to make sure that you don't see those yield losses in the fall. Um, you know, a lot of other copper products that are out there have used sodium in the past to get in the plant, but that can cause some crop injury to plants as well. So, you know, AgriCity, you know, we've, the, the product that we're, we have from Intellitrace Copper uses potassium instead, which is safe for the crop and gives a nice little nutrient boost there too and, you know, makes it kind of mix better with a lot of the other pesticides that you're already putting out there. So you might be able to save a sprayer pass and, and throw it in the tank with those other products. Uh, Tyler Gullen, the agronomy manager for uh, AgriCity Crop and Nutrition, as uh, we talk today about foliar fertilizers. And you can find more, of course, at at, uh, agricity.com, or you can give them a call, 1-844-269-3276. Back with Tyler with more on Talk to the Experts on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. We are back on Talk to the Experts, uh, talking with Tyler Gullen, agronomy manager at uh, AgriCity, as uh, we talk about uh, foliar fertilizers uh, today. And if you do want more information, I urge you to go to agricity.com or call Tyler directly at 1-844-269-3276. We'll repeat that number throughout the the rest of the show. But back with uh, Tyler. Tyler, what other nutrient deficiencies do we see in Western Canada? Yeah, another interesting one that can show up uh, quite a bit is sulfur deficiency in canola. And it just seems like canola uses a ton of sulfur and it really can't get enough. Hmm. Um, you know, on top of that, sulfur is kind of a weird nutrient as it's mobile in the soil, but uh, moves really slowly in the plants. So, you know, where I, I tend to see a lot of the deficiency in canola is right after you get a really heavy rainfall, it just seems to wash that sulfur away from the roots in the soil. And, you know, at the same time, the canola has all that moisture and is, you know, trying to, to jump, but uh, just can't get the sulfur to, to the growing point quick enough or access that sulfur in the soil. So you tend to see a deficiency even though there is lots of sulfur in the soil. And it really shows up as, you know, purple leaves or cupped leaves, uh, on that, or canola just doesn't really seem to, to progress as fast as it really should, especially with that moisture. Uh, and it does tend to show up in the, those newest leaves first, which you know distinguishes it from the nitrogen deficiency that shows up in the older mm. ones. So this is where you know a situation where that foliar application of sulfur really works well. So it kind of overcomes that lag of the sulfur coming up from the soil by adding it at that growing point. So you know it doesn't need to to move up that plant, uh, and that really gets that growth going again. And the plant can really take off. So. AgriCity has a product called Power NS. Uh, gives the plant a nice little shot of nitrogen and sulfur at the growing point to really help that plant take off. So, 
um, you know, really has a nice fit in some of the wetter areas, the prairies that tend to catch a few more of those rainstorms passing through and, and really tend to be the areas that grow big canola yields as a result. So that, uh, that power NS from AgriCity can really help maximize that yield and, and not have that yield those fields limited. So I think it really has a really nice fit in Western Canada canola fields. So we've talked about some copper deficiencies in some fields, sulfur deficiencies in other fields. Uh, any other deficiencies we see on the prairies? Yeah, the other micronutrient that tends to be or can be limiting is boron. So, you know, one major thing boron does in the plants is helps in flowering and pollination. So for a crop like peas, lentils, or canola, um, it can become limiting around that flowering timing. And often when it shows up in pulses, you don't often see a whole lot for symptoms, but it really becomes limiting at that time and, and will shorten the flowering window and reduce the amount of pollination going on. And, you know, it might just look like the, the plants uh, you're, are naturally senescing, but they really are just short on that boron. So that can lead to some lower yields as the flowers aren't all getting pollinated and, and won't be producing their maximum yield. So a little shot of that boron at flowering and pulses can really get into that top growth of the plant and prevent that pollination reduction. So uh, AgriCity has come out with a product called Boron Plus, uh, which gives a nice boost to the, the plant available boron at that time. And one really nice thing about that timing that works really well in pulses too is it tends to go on at the same time as our fungicides in Western Canada, right around that first flower timing. So it's really a nice timing, great addition to add into your fungicide pass and you know save yourself uh, a pass through that field. So... Uh, you know, AgriCity kind of realizing that now as a product called Spade Plus. Uh, it adds boron to our pulse fungicide called Spade, which is the same active ingredient as Headline from BASF. Uh, it's really a great fungicide for pulses. It's been very popular and proven over the years. Uh, and is also, you know, in this strobe class of fungicide that's, that gives great benefits beyond its efficacy in terms of plant health. Um, and, you know, it's really been well documented over the years to keep the plant greener for longer and, and help reduce stress on the plant from, you know, drought and cold and things like that, too. So really a great product uh, in the Spade Plus where you get the disease control from the fungicide, the plant health benefits from the fungicide, uh, and then that pollination help from the boron all in one pass. So it's really nice fit for pulse fields in Western Canada. Uh, Tyler Gullen is the agronomy manager for, with uh, AgriCity. And again, you can always contact him at 1-844-269-3276. So you mentioned uh, canola can be deficient in boron too. Yeah, I did. So boron deficiency, it, it can occur in canola too, and, and kind of leads to thin little pods that we refer to as needle pods. Um, so that can show up uh, in sulfur deficiency as well, but you know you tend to see it in a lot of those fields that's really do have a good handle on the sulfur uh, and get lots of sulfur in that soil, but they still tend to get those pods, which you know, very well could be boron deficiencies. So similar to the pulses, getting this boron applied to the canola before flowering um, you know, might help to extend out the pollination for you as well. Generally, the optimal window for that boron application is a little earlier than the normal sclerotinia fungicide application where growers are going in at kind of 30 to 50% flower for many products in the market. But, you know, fungicides with an earlier application window of more like 10% to 30% flower can really be a great timing to save a sprayer pass and, and get a fungicide on your canola for a sclerotinia tank mixed in there as well with that uh, boron uh, plus product uh, to help prevent the boron deficiency in that canola too. So it can be a really good way to protect the yield potential of your canola field too. But, uh, you know, if you're making a, a later second herbicide pass as well, definitely helps to get um, that boron onto the canola earlier too and can be another great time to throw that boron plus in, in there as well. Um, and, you know, another crop that tends to do really well with that boron is alfalfa. So, you know, that's another really good fit for that uh, product, boron plus from AgriCity. Tyler, there are other things uh, that foliar nutrients do well too, aren't there? There are. So there's some 
really interesting reasons to use them too, other than just kind of the, the nutrients they have. So, you know, for example, there's certain herbicides out there that, you know, we know to be pretty hard on the crops. So, uh, you know, work really well in the weeds. AgriCity has a product called Hellcat, which is the same active ingredient as Puma Super from Bayer. Um, I mean, these are really good products, work really well in the weeds, but, uh, you know, they are known on some occasions the wrong conditions to, you know, yell up the crop a little bit, uh, particularly barley. So, um, you know, AgriCity has a, a foliar micronutrient product called Power PK Plus ZN, and as the name suggests, you know, it has phosphorus and potassium and zinc for that plant as well. But uh, the other nice thing about it is it's formulated in a way that helps to safen some of these herbicide products on the crop too. Uh, so what it actually does is increases the crop antioxidant activity, um, you know, affects the movement in the plants as well to really help it metabolize that herbicide a little faster. So it's a really nice option to, you know, give some of these, with some of these herbicides that, you know, you like the activity out of, but uh, can be a little hard on the crop too, and just make them a little safer while, while giving your crop an extra nutrient bump too. Um, so it can really help make the decision to, to use some of these effective herbicides a, a little easier for uh, on your on your brain as well. So the zinc is a really nice fit for the cereals too. You know, we do see some zinc deficiency in Western Canada and cereals, uh, particularly in south of the prairies, um, which, you know, a lot of the can show up as kind of some dark brown lesions that look like leaf disease, but uh, it's actually the zinc deficiency. And uh, it's really important for filling the number of, of grains per ear in cereals. So, um, you know, if you have a field that's uh, deficient, it can impact your yield. So a product like this can really have a great fit in those areas. Anything else you'd recommend uh, around foliar nutrients? Yeah, I think a lot of field scouting is really important, you know, especially over multiple years. So some of the symptoms that we see, you know, especially with micronutrient deficiency, can look like disease or other issues. So if there's fields you've noticed uh, something funny going on for multiple years now or, or patches in the field at harvest where the yield monitor kind of took a hit all of a sudden without any other good explanation, might be a good field to keep an eye on this year and look a little closer at some of the symptoms. So, you know, foliar nutrients can be a relatively cheap way to bump your yield if you have fields that are being held back by these nutrient deficiencies. So it's always a good thing to be aware of. But if you're really not sure about what to look for or what's available out there, you can always check out agricity.com or talk to one of our agronomists at 1-844-269-3276. Tyler Gullen, agronomy manager at AgriCity. Always good to talk to you, man. Thanks for this. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. I'm David Curtin. You're listening to Talk to the Experts on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.